This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. What will be the final Arsenal News Show for a few days? However, do not fear, the 8am show is going absolutely nowhere. You will be continue to be bombarded with content over the next 12 days as the Honeymoon Series begins tomorrow. Uh, I've put in a lot of hard work to try and record a lot of content for you guys whilst I'm going to be off and away on my honeymoon. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the show. But I hope you're doing good. I hope you had a fantastic week already. You've made it to Saturday. Congratulations. It's time to enjoy more football. Of course, yesterday was enabling us to enjoy what was a very interesting game between Nottingham Forest and Fulham. Despite all that money, Forest still struggling to beat teams that they would consider at the start of the season, potentially their you know, relegation rivals, uh, whereas Aston Villa got a, a very much needed, for Steven Gerrard in particular, 1-0 win over Southampton, who are probably the most inconsistent side in the league, are Southampton. You can do some amazing things. They can get some points off some big teams, and then other sides, they can just really peter out a game. So... Some intrig- intriguing games, and today we'll continue that trend, I'm sure, before Arsenal, of course, take to the field tomorrow. But good morning, everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Kaiser, good morning to you, to Jose. Uh, Herr Dr. Cocker, good morning to you. Uh, Olu, good morning to Martin, to Matt G, to Ahmed. Good morning to Martin and Paul and Afsar and Stevie. Uh, Gunnar David, Dom C, NSW, Vivian, Peter, Capelli, good morning to you. I hope you're enjoying yourself, Peter. I'm sure there's something crazy going on in NYC. Uh, Answer, good morning to you, to Lynn. Uh, Thanks, Lynn. I really appreciate it. Very kind of you indeed. Uh, Amira, good morning to you. Good morning to Danny, uh, who's got a question saying, Tom, uh, we were rumoured to be looking at Ivan Tony. Do you think we should be do you think we should have tried to get him so we had a different outlet up front? No, I'm not a big fan of Ivan Tony from a kind of personal standpoint from some of his kind of social things he's done not a fan uh good morning to Reese. uh good morning to Manu good morning to Richard and Leo and so many more of you joining us in the chat box as well hope you're having a fantastic week uh let's crack on with today's stories firstly 
I need to talk about the... I said before that the biggest Arsenal prize that we've ever kind of had on the channel was last week's mega bundle. However, before I head away on my honeymoon, I need to tell you about what is potentially for some an even bigger potential prize. You can get your hands on a hospitality ticket to the North London Derby at the Emirates Stadium on the Saturday the 1st of October, 12.30 kickoff. 99 tickets available. This is a extremely rare opportunity um so if you could enter the competition or if you can enter the competition i implore you to give it a go link is down in the description um it's a, i mean to, to talk about how much this would actually cost uh, i believe and i'm fine in telling you this because they've said i can it cost them about one and a half grand this ticket so if you want to get <laughs> the opportunity to go to a game with a ticket worth that amount of money feel free to get involved with a link down in the description. Uh, moving forwards, Arsenal women beat Brighton in the opening game of the WSL season. Brighton getting uh, a woman sent off in the first seven minutes really set them off set them off in the worst possible way. But goals from Black Stenius from Kim Little and two from Beth Mudo uh, got us all the way through to three points to kick off a campaign in style. Uh, as I said before, there's more than 45,000 tickets have been sold to the North London Derby in the Women's uh, Super League. Uh, tickets are, I think, still available to go to the game. If you want to go to the Arsenal website, you can get hold of them. I absolutely encourage you to do that. It's going to be an amazing event, amazing atmosphere. So get down there if you can. But the perfect start for the girls to get off to their new campaign and fulfil that momentum that was coming off the back of England's European glory last summer. Um, Arsenal's game against Brighton for the men's side has now been scheduled for the 9th of November uh, at 7.45pm in the Carabao Cup. But that does mean Arsenal will now play four matches in a space of 10 days. They'll play against Zurich on the 3rd before going away to Chelsea on the 6th. They then play Brighton on the 9th before then going away to Wolves on the 12th of November. Barely any time for rest, barely any time for training. There will be these four matches in 10 days, which follows on for having nine matches in the uh, in the month of October. So Arsenal pretty much having 13 games in the space of something like 40 days, which is crazy it's going to be a mad next couple of months or so before the world cup starts how arsenal look after both october and november could be a massive sign as to how the second half of their season ends up going but it is going to be a crazy month and a bit before the world cup actually starts for arsenal but that game has now been scheduled so you can put that into your diaries and uh you can imagine that with games against chelsea and wolves either side of it it's going to be a majorly changed rotated team against Brighton but hopefully we can still do the business and get a good result even with a changed side uh Jesper Lindstrom according to Calcio Mercato is being linked to Arsenal and their words are that Edu is obsessed with this guy and wants to sign him he's an attacking midfielder playing at the moment for Frankfurt joined the club uh in not this summer but last summer and has gone on to of course help them win the Europa League this season don't really understand this link, to be honest, because Lindstrom, as I say, is an attacking midfielder. We've got Erdegaard. We've got Fabio Vieira. We've got Emil Smith-Rowe. I don't really know where Lindstrom would fit into the Arsenal squad, but he's the one that's being linked to us at the moment. So we'll keep you updated with if anything develops on this story. But as I always say, a player not from England, not playing for a club from England, being linked to a club from England by a reporter outside of England, 
is always one worthy taking a pinch of salt with listening to. So yes, Count Joe Makata, of course, rather famously with some mad Arsenal links last summer, reporting this one. Uh, Rule Waters has finally returned from injury and has returned to Arsenal training. This is really, really good news, especially with the potential for uh, a senior call-up to the squad. He was involved in the club's pre-season tour and impressed. A lot of people were very impressed with how he played against Nuremberg in particular. Um but yeah, he's returned. He's back. So he's going to be involved in things potentially, certainly the under-21s. He didn't make the England uh, squad because, of course, he was injured. Uh, that said, there was quite a number of players that did make the under-18s. Mario Koja, Dubry, and Lino Souza both made it into the England's under-18s for the first time. So massive congratulations to them. Uh, and following Balogun called up to the under-21. Charlie Patino is also involved in the England youth teams as well. So lots to be excited and watch during those games. Emil Smith-Rowe not getting called up to England or the under-21s, despite being eligible for either, uh, because he's just not played Emil Smith-Rowe so far. He's not been playing whatsoever. So unsurprising that he's not involved. Miguel Aziz also not called up because he's not really been having the best start to the season either. But Raw Waters returning is a big boost for Arsenal potentially with, as I say, uh, 13 games in the space of 40 days. going to be crazy. Uh, Mikel Arteta won the Manager of the Month for August. This is both a blessing and potentially, as the saying goes, a curse uh, because managers that have won the Manager of the Month for August have not particularly had the best of time following this. If you remember, Nuno Espirito Santo won the August Manager of the Month last season and was unduly sacked uh, and replaced with Antonio Conte. So hopefully... Mikel Arteta can be the man to break the mould regarding this award. I have got my fingers firmly crossed that this is certainly going to be the case. Uh, he also took part in his press conference yesterday in which he spoke at length about a number of topics, including winning the Manager of the Month award. He said, yeah, it's great. I think it's a sign that the team is performing well. The team is winning football matches and it's a consequence of that. Thank you for all the people that are involved at the club that contribute to us on a daily basis. We make our job easier and possible and obviously to the players who are the ones on the field making a difference and helping us win the games. And to our supporters, thank you very much. Uh, he talked about a number of other things as well, in particular the kind of concerns about momentum being lost with games being postponed. He said what happened obviously happened for a really important reason and we are all available, uh, we are always available to play, but there are police, there are authorities, there are other people who have to make the right decision. The decision was made and we have adapted our schedule to be as competitive as possible for Sunday like any other team. Uh, he was asked then if he was kind of relieved about the Brentford game being uh, going ahead and not being called off. He says, we need to play and we want to play games. When you look at the schedule after the World Cup, especially or at what we have to go through in October, we need to play the games because if not, it's just impossible. Um, and we are all relieved that the Brentford game is going ahead, that we could have gone into that North London derby potentially with no practice really for a long period of time and coming off the back of that Man United defeat as the last league game would have been rather damaging, to be honest. Now, Mikel Arteta spoke about a couple of other things, including Thomas Partey's fitness. When I say he spoke about it, in fact, he was not speaking about it. He was asked about Thomas Partey's fitness and he kind of refused to be drawn on it. But he has been spotted in training. Arteta said that he'll have to make a decision today, being tomorrow when it was talked about yesterday um so yeah he will be certainly talking about um he will certainly be making a decision on Partey a little bit later on today after the final training session before the game against Brentford now the Zinchenko side of things is a little bit strange because of course you remember yesterday uh Ukrainian media reported that he would not be called up to the Ukrainian national side because 
Um, he has suffered with a calf problem. However, Mikel Arteta was a bit strange on that. He said, again, we have to wait until tomorrow to make that decision. Where he was on that moment and what we have decided to do for the international week doesn't mean that we are going to say the same for the weekend. So it's something we will address tomorrow. Now, if he's not been called up to the international team and they've basically said that he won't be involved because he's got a two-week recovery from a calf injury and Mikel Arteta is suddenly saying words like what we've decided for the international week, that strikes me as a little bit of a savvy them reaching out to Ukraine and saying we don't really want Zinchenko going because he's recovering from injury. But if he's involved in the game on Sunday... I don't really know what to think of that. It's a bit of an odd one, but I kind of weirdly like the fact that Arsenal are turning around to nations and saying, no, you can't have this player. They need to recover from their injury. They're too important to the team right now. The games that you've got coming up, which Ukraine, of course, didn't qualify for the World Cup, aren't anywhere near as important for him to be involved in. And it's for both our benefits that he remains fit for as long a period as possible. So, intriguing. I, there's also, as Matt G points out, the possibility that Arteta is trying to play a few mind games here and potentially try and put, uh, I suppose, Brentford off in terms of trying to guess what Arsenal might do on Sunday. He doesn't particularly like talking about team players like in, in particular, so that could be the reason why. That completes today's stories, which means I move on to the final thing I want to talk to you before we go into part two and your questions is I want to talk to you about the Honeymoon series, which is starting tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. As many of you know, uh, I got married a couple of weeks ago. And of course, what follows a marriage tends to be a honeymoon. And that takes place today, this evening. Actually, I'll be flying out to Mauritius. And uh, I did not want to leave you without any content whilst I was away. So I've worked extra hard uh, to produce content to go out at 8am every single day of the time that I am going to be away. I'll run you through what you've got in store. Tomorrow we've got a season review and look ahead to the Brentford game with Mike, Andy and Drew from the Gooners pod. I'll then be doing a reaction to the Brentford game. The only piece of content that I will endeavour to try and do whilst I'm away is get a reaction to that Brentford game out to you for 8am on uh, Monday. Then a lone watch on uh, Tuesday, or rather Monday, I think. I'm getting my dates mixed up now. The 19th um, is, of course, the reaction to the Brentford game. Tuesday will be the lone watch uh, looking at Tavares, Balogun, Charlie Patino, Brooke Norton, Cuffey, Nicola Pepe, and all the rest of the players that are going to be on their uh, travels away from the club this season with help from the likes of the Marseille View with Ben, who, of course, helped us with our Saliba breakdowns last season. Uh, the guys from the Rotherham podcast at the New York Talk and, of course, Dylan McGill, who's going to give us some updates on Charlie Patino from a Blackpool perspective. On the 21st, we're going to be doing a player tier list. I know that a lot of you enjoyed our tier list videos of transfers across the uh, across the summer transfer window. So we're going to be doing a player tier list rating the players' season so far. Now, of course, that won't take into account the Brentford game because I wasn't able to record that before the Brentford game happened. So it will be a tier list of player performances up until that Brentford game, but still certainly worth one listening into. Uh, on the 22nd, the evolution of Mikel Arteta, how he has changed, how opinions have changed around him. I'll be talking to Amanda from Same Old Arsenal and Albert from Albert JTV. So do indeed make sure you join us 
that morning for that one. How does Arteta convince the critics? I'll be talking to one of Arteta's biggest critics over the time he's been there in Mr. Dan Potts, of course, from the 12th Man podcast and Lee Judges TV. We'll be having a good chat about how he kind of changes things, what he has to do, what things he still needs to improve and all of that stuff. Then on the 24th, there'll be a January transfer targets tactical breakdown video looking at the potential players that Arsenal could sign in the winter window. Uh, I'll be by myself. I'll be doing that one. Uh, then on the 25th of the September, that is the Sunday. So a week tomorrow, myself and Harry will be sitting down for a Canton and Simeon show, not talking necessarily about Arsenal because a lot of Arsenal content, but more so talking about what it's like to be in the Arsenal press box and kind of our first early experiences, the highs and lows of being in the media uh, and kind of that experience, both kind of what it's like, some of the pressures, some of the abuse that you get, some of the real rewarding things that come with it as well. So a little bit of a glimpse behind the curtain for those that are interested in that sort of thing. That'll be on the 25th. On the 26th, I'll be doing a show with Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast where we talk through how Arsenal build the potential title-winning team of the future. Uh, Not too many changes you'll be interested to know, but certainly one that's worth listening to how Clive thinks Arsenal need to change. On the 27th, I'll be doing what's called the Arsenal Endgame. We're going all Marvel style with this one on how do we get to the end game, which for Arteta is obviously trying to get Arsenal back to the pinnacle. I'll be joined by Andrew, of course, Arsblog for that one, for a really good conversation about what needs to change, how we get to that place that ultimately we all want to get to. And then the penultimate show of the Honeymoon series will be the evolution of the Arsenal fan base with Sophie and Super Kev from the Highbury squad talking about how the feeling around the fan base, the feeling inside the Emirates has changed. And of course, a look ahead to the North London derby. Speaking of which, the final show on the 29th of September at 8am, I'll be joining FK from Latte Firm to have a good chat about who between Arsenal and Spurs have made the right choice with their manager for the benefit of their own future. Is it Arteta? Is it Conte? We're going to have a really good conversation about that. So make sure that you've got your notifications turned on. That's the most important thing I can tell you. You also might want to go to my Twitter account at the Guna Talk TV and make sure your notifications are turned on for that as well because tweets will be going out at 7.30 every morning to remind you. The shows will be dropping live on YouTube at 8. There's kind of a two-minute premiere thing. You will still be able to chat to your friends in the chat box when the show drops live, although I won't be able to answer your questions because these are all pre-recorded. You will be able to have a chat box available to you to discuss things and say morning to each other like you always do. And then, of course, you can get involved in the comment sections if you like to watch these shows on Catch Up. The audio version of these shows will drop as well at nine o'clock every morning, so an hour after they've dropped on YouTube. So if you want to get them early, you can watch them on YouTube at eight. If you want to see them or listen to them just in audio-only platform, you can do that at 9 a.m., an hour after they will be dropping on YouTube. And with that, (laughs) that is everything that's planned for the next uh, 12 shows whilst I am away. Thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning into the channel. I wanted to make sure that there was stuff available to you whilst I wasn't going to be here. And you've got that. So, yes, I look forward to hopefully seeing your reactions to a lot of the shows and different topics that we're going to be covering over the next 12 days. Anyway, let's get to part two and your questions after. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This. So, um, first things first, I should say, because I did it at the start of the show as well. Uh, if you haven't already got the opportunity to enter the prize draw for a hospitality ticket, which is worth more, well, around one and a half grand um, if you were able to buy one. Um, but you can win one instead by entering, entering the football prizes raffle for a North London Derby hospitality ticket to Arsenal against Tottenham. Get involved. Link in the description. Do not miss out on the opportunity to win this quite unbelievably good prize. Let's jump into the chat now and get some of your thoughts and feelings. Thanks for all the kind comments, by the way, about the amount of hard work that's gone into the shows that's going to be coming up over the next 12 days. Apologies that I can't do them live like I usually would, but I'm hoping that these will, um, what's the right word? Wet your appetite, I suppose, is the right day. Um, Tebow says, it's raining in Mauritius today, but sunshine for most of next week. Just keeping you in the loop. Cheers, Tebow. Much appreciate that. Hopefully the sun can stay out for us. Uh, Mac says, Tom, how many players do we need to sign in January? Um, good question. Uh, I think that there's absolutely the need for potentially two, a wide player and a central midfielder. I would love to see Arsenal go out and get one of each of those two positions. I'm going to be doing a show, of course, on January transfer targets. So I'll give you some ideas as to who those two positions possibly could be on that January transfer target show. Um Trader says, hey, Tom, any chance I can put that schedule on the Discord server? I have a great and uh, have a great one. I'm going to put it in there, Trader. So don't worry. I'm going to chuck it in there in the new content channel just after I finish live. So I'm just going to put that into the thing so you can always reference it. Um, thanks, kind words. Tawana, happy birthday. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm sure the chat box are already going to be wishing you a very happy day indeed. Dan Roberts says, thoughts on Andy Carroll getting the number two kit at Reading? It's just silly, isn't it? <laughs> it's just it's just silly. Uh, Temi says, any news on Brooke Norton Cafu's injury? Not any specific details I've heard yet. It seems like a minor hamstring problem. Hopefully won't keep him out for too long at all. Um, but no, nothing too specific on that as of yet off the top of my head that I haven't seen. Uh, maybe it's worth doing a little bit of research around that as well. But I've not specifically heard anything, any details. Uh, Maggie says, Tom, did you shout it's Clive the first time you met Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast in real life? I don't think so, because the first time I met Clive was at the 12 Pins on the same night that I met Kev Campbell for the first time after the Watford game, where, if you remember, Petr Cech saved a penalty from Troy Deeney. That was the first time I met both of them. I didn't really know Clive at that time, but I was introduced to Clive at that day, and I remember it. But uh, no, I didn't say it's Clive. I think I said it's Tom, <laughs> but I didn't say it's Clive. Uh, Matt says, have you watched the Inside Hayland series? Not yet. It's on my watch list for the flights. That's one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to um, watching whilst I'm away this week, whilst I'm sunning myself on uh, by poolside. Definitely going to be one of the things I'm going to be watching. Uh, Pedro says, it's that some outstanding work, Tom. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's not many YouTubers in the genre that's that organized. I, I try. I try my best. 
Steve says, Tom, have you saved enough energy for your honeymoon? Of course. Of course. Uh, ASAP Roswell says, do you think Ben White will make the World Cup squad? I mean, based upon what Southgate's doing, I wouldn't get your hopes up. And that sounds really sad because he absolutely deserves to be in a World Cup squad and deserves to be in there over the likes of Maguire, of Cody, um, even, you know, the likes of Luke Shaw. Like, we we don't need six fullbacks. I just don't think we need six, especially when you've got someone like Ben White who can even cover at right fullback should you need him to. So, yeah, frustrating. But I don't think he's going to get into the squad, no, which is really, really annoying. <laughs> Akin says uh, Tom's got his own Marvel Phase 4 planned. TGT into the multiverse, indeed. Uh, Anne says, is the link to a new uh, AM anything to do with Emil Smith-Rowe's injury records? Uh, attacking midfielder, that AM is. Uh, and Arteta being concerned. I don't think so. I think Emil Smith-Rowe is fine from an injury perspective. Like, apparently, it's not even kind of a, a real injury issue. It's like growing pains he has in the groin area, which is just like, you know, <laughs> the most easy setup for a joke you've ever heard. But... It doesn't sound too serious, thankfully. It's just he's being given time to rest and recover after some ongoing growing pains that he's having. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, let's go down. Uh, Abdi says, how is Ben? Why not in the England squad? It's a great question. And the honest answer is I don't know. He's fit. You know, we talked yesterday about the reports suggesting he was injured with a knee or a hip problem. Those, those turned out to be not true. Um, and he is fit. And they've made that decision not based upon form, but based upon reputation i mean even reputation harry Maguire's got a reputation for being dreadful so how ben white didn't get that chance i do not know uh Ree says who will be the better player balogun or Nketiah? i don't know i know that's a real cop-out answer reese but i genuinely don't know who would be better because you know balogun's getting a great opportunity to play every single week and score plenty of goals in Liga with horns um but uh you know, Nketiah has shown when given opportunities in the Premier League, he can score not just for Arsenal, but against some really big, big teams and have big games against Chelsea and Manchester United. So I don't necessarily think that it's all cut and dry, that Balogun is obviously in for a better future than Nketiah. We'll have to wait and see. If Nketiah was playing week in, week out for Ons as well, um, I'd bet that he'd be scoring plenty of goals as well. So it's hard to to know which one is, is going to have the better future. I'll take a rain check on that one, Reese. Uh, Dad says, Tom, why are, in, why are Arsenal players getting injured so much? Are we overusing them? It's not just us, Daz. You know, lots of teams have injury problems. I think because we are Arsenal fans and we expose ourselves to more Arsenal news than any other news anywhere else of any other team, our perception of injuries is heightened for Arsenal. Other teams get injuries. Man United have injury problems. Liverpool have had massive injury problems. You know, we're not the only team. What I don't like is when people start talking about the medical staff should be sacked because that's nothing to do with a repetition of injuries. It, it's just not. It, you, you think you get, you, you're get you putting two and two together to get four, but you're not. You're getting about eight or nine because these are the best of the best sports scientists, physiotherapists, biologists, doctors, all of you like. Arsenal only go and get the absolute pinnacle of what they feel they can get. So it is not to do with them. The only legitimate kind of argument I feel that could be self-inflicted is something to do with the training ground. But even then, that conspiracy is still not anything that I can think would be a problem because the training ground is, is built to be matching the Emirates field and pitch as much as it feasibly can. One of the best pitches that's graded ever. It's just for me, the, the extra load, 
the amount of international players that we've got, the amount of games they play. I think it's more to do with, you know, a sense of not us overusing them, but football overusing them. You have to play your best teams as much as possible. And it means you're playing players arguably more than potentially their bodies can take. But I do get frustrated when people say it's the medical staff. I used to think that way, but I've come to the realisation that that's crazy. How I can sit here as someone with no medical background at all and question the skills, the ability of physiotherapists and sports scientists and doctors that know way more than me and think that, oh, yeah, it must be them. They're, they're absolutely injuring our players. No, that's mental. When you really think about it, that's mental. So, no, I won't sit here and criticize our medical staff um, because that's not the reason. Um, Leo says, Tom, I would like to say I really appreciate your great content and show. It has been the highlight of my day since May. Thanks, Leo. That's really kind of you. And thank you for continuing to support the channel as well. Um, and what? I also like to thank you for your association with the football prizes. Thanks to this, I won the Arsenal Mega Prize. Did you really? That's awesome. If you did actually win that, do send me a DM uh, on Twitter or Instagram because I'd love to get a, a picture with you holding up all your prizes because it was a crazy, crazy, crazy prize. So uh, congratulations if you indeed did win it. That's amazing. So it goes to show, you know, even our listeners, and we've had loads of listeners win the prizes that we've highlighted on the channel. So definitely uh send us a picture i know that we've had jay won a prize recently i know that dan and jared and all those guys have won stuff in the past as well and now we're seeing more people win our prizes so amazing uh go over to the link in the description to win the potential tickets hospitality ticket to the north london derby not worth missing uh, adam says tom did you schedule a massage for your other half at your arrival to be able to watch the game guilt-free good question I'm sure I'll be making up for watching the game two hours after I arrive for the rest of the week. But uh, needs must, Adam. Needs must. Um, GGTV Few says, hi, Tom. When does the race, when does the Reese come back from injury? Uh, Reese Nelson, potentially November. I'm not sure if it even be before the World Cup. I don't know is the honest answer. We're still waiting for more clarification on how long he's going to be out for. It might be after the World Cup, which means he's probably going to leave the club on loan in January and we aren't going to get any money for him. You can just see that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. It's just another one of those things where we're just going to lose money on another player. I say lose money. He came through the academy, so we're not technically losing money besides wages. But another frustrating story uh, of an Arsenal player that we can't move on that's ultimately not necessarily good enough for the first team. Um, Fuad says, enjoy your honeymoon, mate. Unfortunately, our honeymoon was done when we already had two kids, so not quite the same. Looking forward to having you back in a couple of weeks. Thanks, mate. And uh, yeah, I can't quite imagine what that's like. Uh, Owen says, not a question, but I hope you have a class time on your honeymoon, mate. Make sure you're relaxed, bro. You work very hard. You deserve it. Thanks, pal. Much appreciate that. Um, Matt says, sounds like you should do a show with Dr. Raj. It's a good idea. Perhaps when I return, we'll do a show with Dr. Raj all about injuries and misconceptions around potential re reoccurring problems. That's certainly one that we should be up for talking about. Uh, Zach says, as someone undergoing studying medical athletes are always on the edge of an injury, the amount of force they generate, it's inevitable for them to have issues. Patrick says, apparently the injuries are potentially linked to the training pitches being too hard. Curtis Shaw spoke about this yesterday. Patrick, I'd love to know the evidence. Um, I'd love to, to hear the evidence what's behind that. I mean, if I just Google Arsenal injuries, training pitches too hard i mean i'm still on the arsenal training pitch and it doesn't feel hard <laughs> obviously you know that's 
That's ridiculous. Uh, here we go. Uh, an article that says, Arsenal's training ground, how does revolutionary injury-reducing pitch work and what is it made of? So this is a story from 2016 talking about apparently Arsene Wenger installed an injury-reducing pitch at Arsenal's training ground. Um, the first thing to note is that it's not artificial grass. It's 100% natural turf. The grassroots are, according to one specialist website, intertwined with the millions of microfibers of the air fiber root zone. Natural granulated cork provides optimal player safety because it is soft and resilient surface. Doesn't seem like the pitch is too hard from that, does it? Um, so we can all create kind of, you know, conspiracy theories or try and theorize that apparently the pitch is too hard and all that. Actually, if we do just a quick 10-second Google, as I've just done, maybe that's not the case. So it's probably best we don't theorize, and instead we try and do a bit of research around what it is. I just That's the only thing I could come up with is it's something to do with the pitch, but I'm not going to sit here and try and point fingers at the pitch being too bad because apparently it's been designed to reduce injuries. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's personally more to do with the the, strain, the strains and stresses of current footballing schedules that's causing these problems and the fact that we are more exposed as Arsenal fans to thinking that our players are having more injuries than other clubs when we're not actually that well-rooted into the injuries faced by other teams because we're just not paying as much attention to them as we are as a paying attention to Arsenal. Um, Steve says, regards to injuries, my feeling is clubs are a lot more precautionary nowadays. In the past, players played with the use of painkilling injections. I still think that happens today. I still think there are painkilling injections that happen, maybe potentially not as frivolously as they were administered in the past. Um, Dan says, are you going to be watching Tony Adams on Strictly? I'm not a massive Strictly fan, but because the amount of Strictly fans that are in and around my family... Probably, Dan. Uh, probably I will end up having to, unfortunately, yes. Um, <laughs> unbelievable, really, when you think about it, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Um, GGT Views says, can we get the likes up, please? There's only 30 of you liking the video, and there's nearly 500 of you watching the show. Do drop a like on the video. It really, really does help out the channel. Um, and, of course, I'm going to need you guys to come back every day and just drop a like on the video because I'm not going to be here live able to remind you to do that so every morning your job jump onto the show press that like button jump into the chat box when it's live tell the other people to make sure they're pressing the like button it's on you guys you guys are my absolute right hand guys and gals so please indeed do encourage people to drop the like button because i'm not going to be around to do it i'm going to tell people once i think on the show but other than that i'm not going to get a chance um so yeah we will round off the show again for the people that have joined late this morning just to give you uh, an indication of what's happening. I won't run through it like I just did because that would take me forever. But uh, there is going to be 12 shows for you coming across at 8 a.m. every single morning whilst I'm away on my honeymoon. Go check them out. People the likes of FK, Sophie and Kev, Arsblog, Clive, Harry Simeon, Dan Potts, Amanda from Same Old Arsenal, Albert JTV. Uh, a loan report with some fantastic insights on players on loan in France and England and elsewhere. Uh, and Mike, Andy and Drew will be joining you tomorrow morning with myself with a pre-recorded look back at the season and look ahead to the day's game against Brentford. So do indeed look forward to checking out all of our shows across the next 12 days before I return on the 30th, which is when I will be back the next live 8am show but you will still have a live chat box to discuss and say good morning to each other every day because these shows will be going out as premieres as they youtube calls them so there will still be a chat box so it's your job it's on you jump in 
Tell people to like the video. Tell people to subscribe if they're new. And I hope that you enjoy the content that's going to be coming your way. You also might see people jumping in there going, is this live? If anyone could tell those people saying, is this live, uh, that it's pre-recorded whilst I'm away, I'd also really, really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. I will return in 12, 13 or so days time. Looking ahead, of course, to the North London Derby, I return the day before that. So it's going to be all, all go on that day. We'll potentially be doing a members preview on the 30th as well. So members can start registering their interest in the channel in the, in the Discord server. But yeah, have a great week. Have a great next 12 days. Enjoy the content that's coming your way. Please leave some positive feedback on them. It really does help. Spread the word, all that good stuff. Leave comments. Um, but yeah, it's been a genuine pleasure as always. Never, ever, ever take for granted what an amazing audience I have. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, guys. Have an amazing week. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.